0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Promenade Merchants podcast. We are a completely independent Star Trek podcast where myself, David Majors, and my co-host, Heather Kirby, talk about all things Star Trek. What's up, Heather?
1: What's up, David? It's it, it It's been a week, it's been a weekend. I don't know. I got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm excited to be here.
0: I have a lot of stuff going on too, but this particular time of the year for me is especially great because we just celebrated Star Trek Day. And the great thing about Star Trek Day being on September 8th is that it is very close to September 12th, which is my birthday. So I get all kinds of quasi birthday gifts from Star Trek every year now. And it's great. And I love it. It's always a plus it it really is and uh we Star Trek Day had a good amount. We we got a little bit to see from Star Trek Day this this time around and we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Uh for new listeners of the podcast, we do this in kind of a a three act format with the old business where we talk about classic Trek and everything up to the present, uh new business where we talk about things that are happening in star trek right now that's where we're going to talk about star trek discovery and some of the announcements that came out and in upcoming businesses where we look a little bit further ahead to see what's happening in the in the future with star trek so heather let's jump in let's start with old business let's now go. the star trek day live stream we saw friend of the show giraffe from strange new pod uh, she got to make her way onto the stage and work with makeup artist James McKinnon, who has worked on Star Trek for many, many years. And Giraffe got to be a Romulan. She was wearing her Romulan dress and McKinnon put her in Romulan face makeup and everyone got to see what she would look like if she wore a Romulan. Ears, forehead and everything. And that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. It was really cool to 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 see that and, and for once to see someone I knew and someone I had actually met got to participate in that was really cool. And she it looked really, amazing. It really, really
0: was. It really, really was. And she really, really did. So I wanted to throw this one at you, Heather. And I want to throw this one at our listeners and please i really want to know what you think of this one out there Uh, let us know at prom trek pod if you're listening please tell us let us know if you had a chance to sit in the makeup chair and maybe make a an extra appearance or a background appearance or maybe have a spoken line on a star trek episode as an alien what alien race heather would you choose to be
1: well, um, if I, okay, there's two answers to this. If I was doing the makeup myself, because <laughs> I'm not that great <laughs> at makeup, if I was doing the makeup myself, I would be an Andorian because I figured that's not too hard to mess up. And I like Andorians, and it, 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 it's easy to just put blue everywhere. Now, if a professional was doing it, I want to be a Cation. Because we haven't seen a live-action Cation. And, yeah, I, I, I want to be the cat alien. That would be amazing. So, yeah, That's if James That's McKinnon is going to do my makeup, I want to be a Cation.
0: That is a fantastic choice. You are absolutely right. We are overdue for a live action-cation. They have been in both animated series, Lower Decks, and Star Trek TAS. Uh, We've seen Grudge, who may or may not be a proto-cation, but we know she's a queen.
1: She's a queen.
0: Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. That, that's something we could really see. I really like that idea a lot, Heather. That's, that's really good. As for me, if I were sitting in the makeup chair, I know it would take several hours, that much I know, but I think I would want to be a Cardassian. I think I would like to be in that makeup, be in their gear, and play that type of character. I got that little bit of an urge to play the bad guy, I think. That's what I would do.
1: You know, I I would love to see because I mean, we've seen plenty of Romulans and Vulcans and we we've seen uh the new and and, and Emmy award winning because they're fantastic, the new makeup teams. Uh, designs for Andorians and Klingons and uh, – oh, uh, I'm blanking. Tellerites Telerites, Telerites. Telerites, Telerites. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to think of the original ones we've seen before. But we have not seen their take on a Kardashian. So I, I, I would love to see what they could do with that. I, I think it would be really cool.
0: And I would love the idea of if it were set during a specific time in the Star Trek timeline, it could be a villain or not. So I think that would be really interesting. So please, everybody out there, let us know what alien would you like to be made up as? Uh, Shout out to Giraffe at Strange New Pod for getting to do that. And that was really, really cool. So shout out to her. And now you know what we do. Tell us what you'd like to do. Let's move into new business because we've got a lot to cover. We, we really do. We've got a lot of Star Trek to talk about. Uh, let's start with some news about Lower Decks Season 3. Uh, the cast of Lower Decks gave us a little teaser for a future episode in Season 3. That will be called Crisis Point 2 Paradoxus featuring Boimler's holographic film and we saw what looked to be a holographic doppelganger of Bradward boimler uh, as a captain in some kind of swashbuckling star trek action adventure film uh what did you think when you saw this crisis point two
1: okay be prepared to defend me from the pitchforks again always heather always I was not a huge fan of Crisis Point the first time around. Oh and really? Yeah, I'm not mm. really. Um, I'm not quite sure I want to see it again. <laughs> so, I I I I get why people love the episode because it's just a love letter to the movies, um, but. I think I and, and here's the thing about this, like the characters are well at, at least Mariner and Boimler are both like this. They're very kind of self-centered when it comes to their their visions on this. And so what I saw of Le- Boimler's take on Crisis Point is not that much different than Mariner's, except for he's the hero instead of the Mariner being the villain. Um, and it did. It, it's it, it's very self centered, and it, it it does fit their character. But I'm just I'm not a fan. Okay,
0: okay. Well, I did have fun with the first crisis point. I thought it was action packed. It had some good character moments for Mariner, and I think it moved to like a a decent conclusion as well. I thought it worked out pretty well. Uh, When I saw this, I was intrigued, especially seeing Boimler with the four pips on his collar. That made me really wonder what's going to happen there. Um, It might not be Boimler. It might not be him. It might be his clone that's on the Titan, for all we know changed his name and i I feel like with crisis point and it being a holodeck it really allows even more crazy infinite possibilities to be done on this show and that makes me kind of excited because i like when lower decks just goes absolutely crazy i think when lower decks is at its best is when it is going 100 miles an hour. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the the two episodes. I think that we can move on to Star Trek Prodigy because we finally got some news, Heather. We got some yes. news about Star Trek Prodigy. Yes. Uh, October 27th, Star Trek Prodigy will be returning to Paramount+. Plus, So we will see the USS Protostar, Holographic Janeway, real life Admiral Janeway, and all points in between. In just about a month and a half, so pretty much right when Lower Decks is finished, we'll see more Star Trek Prodigy.
1: Yes, uh, very much looking forward to seeing more Star Trek Prodigy. Um, I, I, I'm, I love the first ten episodes of Prodigy, and. I, I think it's just going to get better, especially now that they have Admiral Janeway chasing after uh, them and hologram Janeway. And it, it it's going to be so much more fun. And for the record here, anyone clamoring for a Star Trek Janeway, like, have you watched Star Trek Prodigy? because that's what star trek prodigy is turning into okay
0: they they probably haven't
1: (laughs) like i i i love janeway but star trek jane is star trek prodigy like so please just watch the show because it's amazing
0: no word on if it's going to be on nickelodeon yet but uh, it will be back on Paramount Plus on October 27th, so that's something to look forward to in the very near future. But let's talk about the current with Lower Deck season three. Um, we got episodes two and three, uh, starting with episode two, the least dangerous game. Let me pull up the show notes for this one because I got to tell you, Heather, I absolutely loved this episode i feel like this might be this might be my favorite episode of lower decks in a long long time uh it goes with the crew of the cerritos stopping at a tropical paradise planet where billups and rutherford have to play diplomats instead of engineers and ransom and mariner are working on an orbital space elevator or, or a lift. Sorry, Commander, uh, it's a lift. Uh, meanwhile, Bradward Boimler our boy, gets himself into another wacky situation. I absolutely loved this episode, Heather, from start to finish. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I I, I enjoyed the episode. Um, <laughs> I I think the 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 switch with. Ransom and Marin are trying to work on the lift while uh, Billups and Rutherford were playing diplomats. Was an interesting twist <laughs> and hilarious. And <laughs> uh, Ransom saves the day with his abs because <laughs> that's of course, the, the, that's of course the thing that Ransom would do. Um, and I love I cranch. Cranch was such an interesting character. Cranch, yes, and he was wholly like terrifying until the point when he wasn't, (laughs) and that that was a really fun twist, and I, I I I really enjoyed that. Yeah,
0: I I really I really loved everything about this one. It it had jokes from start to finish it felt like it was an episode that just went at a non-stop pace Uh, it had action it had jokes it had Star Trek references it had a cameo from J.G. Hertzler reprising his role as Chancellor Martok just (laughs) fantastic like I lost my mind I I loved the plot of Boimler being hunted and then him kind of growing a spine and realizing that he kind of had that tapestry moment where he realized if he really does want to move up in Starfleet, he's gonna have to stick his neck out every once in a while and take a couple of couple of risks until he got harpooned in the shoulder, not unlike Jean-Luc Picard getting stabbed by the Nausicans. Yep. So if you think about it, Boimler's on his way.
1: If oh, you yeah. think about it, yeah.
0: Uh, I loved Captain Freeman interjecting and saying Cranch was actually a really nice guy, but they still had to respect his culture of the hunt. And this episode also had so many Boimler screams. Just so good. <laughs> Everything. Just, ah. I, I loved the back and forth between Mariner and Commander Ransom, how they have their love-hate relationship, how they really don't like each other, but they still are able to get the job done. Uh, mariner and billups uh, not not mariner uh, rutherford and billups on the planet where everything went wrong It, it was like an episode of star trek tos where things just got wacky and went wrong i i loved it i felt like i just it was like everything lower decks does at the best level and yes i would absolutely do a space orbital elevator dive i absolutely would i try it. How about you, Heather?
1: Uh, no, I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I'd try it once, one time, just to say I did it. And I'd probably take a selfie like Cranch did. Yeah. Cranch. That, that's the thing that absolutely left me dead with this episode, was that once the hunt was over, Cranch took a selfie. He had a selfie stick and and took the picture. for For everyone at home. Yeah. And just... Selfie this episode was wacky this episode was <laughs> wacky and I loved it just loved it uh, this one gets an A from me it really does um, overall what do you think of this one Heather?
1: Uh, yeah it, it, it was it was decent it was decent um, I kind of enjoyed the next one a little better
0: okay so. alright we'll talk about the next episode mining the mind's mind uh we got tendy science officer training with uh dr miglimo uh who ended up being the worst or possibly a very good science officer mentor uh meanwhile the lower deckers are with the crew of the uss carlsbad uh having to tackle with some stones that were unlocking their fantasies and nightmares and this had this had some wacky moments too
1: yeah I, I I really enjoyed this one. Um I like seeing everyone's fantasies. <laughs> so uh the fact that Rutherford's fantasy was Leah Brahms is just okay, Geordie. Um <laughs> and the fact that Jennifer or, uh Mariner's fa- fantasy is basically Jennifer calling her Bay a lot of times. Okay, babe. Um <laughs> what
0: back is Becca canon?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I loved seeing their their fantasies and then morph into their nightmares and the 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 whole um, concept of the indigenous aliens actually working with the scientists. It 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 feels like it's something that really came right out of TNG. You know, it, it's something they would have run into on TNG on a TNG episode where. Um like the, they go down there for one thing, and it's really something entirely different. uh, but what I really loved about this episode was Tendi, and yes, yeah, I, I I love the character development that she had in this episode. Um, I loved uh mr Mig, Dr. Miglimo was a really crappy advisor, but I love her relationship with Dr. Tiana. And the fact that even though, like, she put her up for a science advisor or the senior science officer training, she's still in her own grumpy way, like there for Tendy to mentor her and help her out and give her advice, like she did in this episode, which ultimately worked for her. So, yeah, that was my favorite part of the episode was Tendy.
0: I think the one thing that really endears Dr. Tiana is that you know her heart's in the right place, despite the, the grouchy exterior and the part about sawing that dude's foot off. <laughs> that was funny. That was
1: funny.
0: You, you were just kidding about that, right? Nope. Nope. Just, and, then, and then here comes the chainsaw. Uh, that was good. That was good. So yeah, we got two really good episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks and uh I think season 3 is off to a pretty good start, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I think so. Definitely.
0: And and that, as we all know with Star Trek, usually season 3 is when we see an even bigger quality jump. And with as good as Lower Decks has been, it's I think the sky's the limit. This show's going to go on for a while, for for as long as they feel like, I think. So Yeah, season three of Lower Decks is is really moving on. Just one question for you, Heather. When the fantasy started turning into nightmares, correct me if I'm wrong, but did we see a Borg snake? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. That that was a a giant Borg serpent, and that would be terrifying. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely terrifying. Yep. Uh, so glad we don't have to see that one again that that actually was a little scary all right we're we're moving pretty quickly through these uh let's go to upcoming business and let's get this underway uh star trek picard season three we got our first teaser reel for star trek picard season three now officially announced to premiere on february 16th 2023 I saw this teaser, and this was the first time with Star Trek Picard that I was genuinely excited. With season two's teaser, I was kind of eh, and season one left me kind of eh. But season three, it looks really interesting, and it looks exciting, and we get to see Seven of Nine in command of a starship, which is really, really 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 cool
1: yeah i i i I definitely had an emotional reaction (laughs) to this teaser of star trek picard season three i you know i i have a love hate relationship with picard like there's so many things i love about the show and there's so many things that i wish could be different but I'm really looking forward to season three because I I I just have a very nostalgic love of the entire Enterprise D crew, so I'm looking forward to seeing all of them back. Um, and seeing Seven at the command of the Titan is just oh my gosh! I'm That's so happy. Badass. I'm that so is happy. badass. so
0: That is so cool.
1: Any character deserves something like that. It's seven of nine. Okay. Um, it, it, it's just, it made me so happy to see that. So I, I'm very much.
0: You know, you know what needs to happen, Heather? You know what needs to happen? They built that whole set of the USS Titan. Yep. Be a real shame if it went to waste and they didn't build a show around it. You know, I I have
1: I have said since the announcement of Star Trek Picard that there's going to be a spin-off show. It makes no sense to not have one at this point because Star Trek Picard was the first show that was building the Star Trek universe forward from the where we left it at the end of the TNG movies at the end of Voyager and DS9 it has been the first show to really build it forward discovery can't say that because discovery started in the TOS era before the TOS era and then jumped forward 300 some years so it's way past the 90s era at this point So Discovery's not really didn't never really built the the universe of Star Trek Forward. Star Trek Picard has. And so it 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 makes sense to have a spin-off to keep building this show forward. We have an entire set of the Titan. Mm-hmm, it sure would do. be a shame to waste it. People have been clamoring for a seven spinoff since, well, since season one, since she
0: was announced since she, since Jerry Ryan's name was announced.
1: Yeah. Since season one of Picard, but definitely the clamor has grown after season two. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's something that is inevitable. I think it's going to happen, but you're not going to get a confirmation of that until season three of Picard has aired and ended. I think, I think it's something they know they want to do. It's kind of like strange new worlds. They know they want to do it. They know the fans have been clamoring for it, but they will announce it at the perfect time to make everybody go. Yes. Woo! So I, I I would be really surprised if it doesn't happen because it, it only makes sense to take some of these characters that we have met already. Some of these new characters like Rafi, Elnor, uh Soji, Agnes, can all be back in the spin off. The seven spin off, even though a lot of them aren't going to be in season three of Picard. We have new developed characters that we can use to help build this univor- universe and keep building it forward.
0: Star Trek Titan sounds yeah. good to me. I, I think it I, sounds pretty good.
1: I, I I mean I do think it it only takes common sense. It makes it makes common sense to do this, and so I. It would Heather. not surprise me one bit if they announced that I just doing thought it. of
0: something. If this actually does happen, not only would we get the USS Titan, who was the captain of the USS Titan? Will Riker.
1: It's not the same ship.
0: Oh. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Cause I was thinking we could get Will Riker, and if it's that Titan, we could also get a lower decks cameo because that's where Boimler served. But it's not the same Titan. It, it, oh well.
1: It's 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 not the same ship. And you know, it, like you, you see at one point in the teaser trailer uh Riker going, Oh, like like there there she is, hello beautiful or something. And he's clearly talking to the Titan. But uh I, I believe it was Dave Blass, who is one of the production designers on Picard, said online to everyone who all of the crazy ship nerds were like, oh, it's not the same design as as Riker's Titan. It's not the same ship that Riker commanded. It is a different class of vessel. So it is technically the USS Titan A.
0: Ah, okay. Now I know. All right. So it is a different ship. Very good. But, you know, they might find a way to continuity its way in there anyway. Yeah. If Strange New Worlds can do a crossover episode with Lower Decks, any of the shows can. Yep. Also from Star Trek, Dave, we got something I don't think anybody really saw coming. Nicholas mm. Meyer, who wrote and directed The Wrath of Khan, announced that he will be making a podcast entitled SETI Alpha 5, which will serve as a prequel to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Now this, this is interesting.
1: You know, this is really interesting. Um, I have heard rumors about the fact that Nicholas Meyer has wanted to do some sort of prequel involving Khan for years now. Uh, But a lot of the rumors I heard was him doing, like, basically a mini series talking about the... Augments War, which I was really interested in. Um, I'm not quite sure how much interest I have in this. <laughs> uh, I I I I like Khan as a character, and he's always been one of the villains I appreciated and enjoyed and c- could connect to on a little bit. Um, but I don't think. I'm not going to lie. Like, because basically, the story of after they left Study Alpha 5, between them and the Wrath of Khan, is not a great story. Because they dealt with a lot of hardship and death. And it is what turned him into the bitter, more vengeance seeking Khan that you see in the Wrath of Khan. So. I, I, I'm i not sure how appealing this idea is to me. And that's probably why he ended up doing a podcast, because he couldn't get anyone to actually put the story in a visual form.
0: The The so. pitch probably didn't receive high marks. Yeah. I can definitely see the way you worded it, that it could be a, a story of how Khan Noonien Singh became sort of the vengeance-filled madman that he was. I can see that being interesting. Uh, But I'm willing to let it play out. And it being in podcast form means that it'll be easily digestible. It'll be there. Will it be canon? Will it not be canon? Who knows? Who cares? But it'll be there. It'll be there and it'll be interesting. Also from... Star Trek Day and Upcoming Business. Lastly, we got an announcement of a cast member joining in Strange New World Season 2. Actress by the name of Carol Kane. And Heather, I'm going to ask you, are you familiar with the work of Carol Kane? Yes. Okay, then please, by all means, I would love to know more about her.
1: Oh, so because you I are not familiar with the work of Carol Kane. Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm really not. I saw people excited, and I honestly was intrigued. I really didn't know.
1: Um, okay, so Carol Kane is definitely a legendary name. It, here's the thing, though, and this is why I'm not as excited as everyone else. A lot of the work I've seen her in, I, I, she is a fantastic actress, but a lot of the work I've seen her in, she is very um, stereotypical. Ca- she's typecast. Okay? And and she's very much typecast as kind of the bonkers crazy woman. Hmm. Old crazy kooky woman.
0: Hmm.
1: And it, she... It, it, it fits her and her personality, and she has a very um, unique voice that's kind of high-pitched and, and fits her appearance. Um, so, well, like I said, she's, she's fantastic in playing that character, and I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've seen her in multiple different things, and every single thing I've seen her in it's the same type of character. A slightly
0: a bit of an oddball, you'd say? A
1: bit of an oddball individual, yes. Okay. Which
0: okay.
1: that would also fit the engineer role. Mm. Um, which is what she's going to be playing. She's the new chief engineer of the enterprise. But also, I I I, I don't know. I just I'm not on board this woohoo, Carol Kane. Train uh, mainly because I'm still upset about the fact they murdered Hemmer. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not fully on board with it. She's a wonderful actress, and everything I've seen her in, she's been fantastic. But, and, and I, I'm sure, especially given how long she's been throughout Hollywood, she's played other roles. I'm sure she has at some point, but I am. How do i put this i'm young enough i haven't seen them so okay. all the things that i was I've... wondering yeah Although, if
0: you can give me an example
1: uh did you uh there's a netflix show called uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt
0: i'm familiar with that one yes uh, Oh, okay. she plays the landlord okay. the landlady yes yeah yes Okay, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, now I've got her in my head. She also played one of Munch's ex-wives on SVU.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, the conspiracy theorist who had conspiracy theories from all sorts of, like, when JFK was shot, or who shot JFK to when the aliens landed.
0: Oh, that sounds fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like I said, she's a fantastic actress and she does a wonderful job in playing these oddball off kilter characters, um, which would kind of fit an engineer role. But I'm just I, I'm, I'm not I'm not fully on board with it. And it's it might be just because I'm mad at the fact they killed off Hammer. So that, that might be the reason.
0: And. You're, you're, you have every right to be, and we already talked about it. Um, I'm gonna check out some more of her work. I'm gonna check out more of her work. She was on taxi
1: back in the day, so I might check
0: that out too. I might have to go and revisit that, and that, that sounds interesting. At least we know that it looks like we're getting an Ortegas episode in season two. I know a lot of people were clamoring for that, uh, after season one ended, and. It looks like it's happening. Uh, People really like Melissa Navia, along with every other cast member of the show. So it looks like Strange New World Season 2 is going to be picking up where it left off with mostly a lot of goodwill. Some, mostly. Not all of it. And I think that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Promenade Merchants Podcast, Heather. Um, Thanks again for doing this with me, as always.
1: Thank you, as always, for having me. Um, it, it's such a joy to talk about Star Trek with you.
0: It really is. The feeling is mutual. I love, I love talking Star Trek with you. And as always, they got to go through me to get to you. Point blank. So don't worry about the pitchforks. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at Trekpod. You can follow Heather at NerdyGal33. You can follow me at CallMeDJM. I talk about a lot of stuff too. Heather talks about Star Trek, Star Trek Law & Order, SVU, and other things as well. I talk about anime, wrestling, and sometimes anime. And I don't want to talk about the Lions. I'm sure Heather will have no problem talking about the Steelers. So follow her at NerdyGal33. Follow me at CallMeDJM. The podcast is at Prom Trek Pod. You can get this wherever podcasts can be aggregated. And until next time, live long and kick ass.